So Rob, you've worked in various different companies. Um, you've been vocal before about the core values of Iceberg and how you've seen that as different to other companies. Mm. From an employee's point of view, how does that work compared with companies in, that maybe you've worked with in the past that have, have also said that they had core values? Like, you know, where, what's the difference when someone is out there thinking like, yeah, we've got all this, we've got core values. Like, where, where does it, what's the difference that you see in your mind when you talk about it? With us, it's, you can tell it's at the heart of what the company represents, the employees in there. You can tell they actually mean something. There's meaning behind the actual core values. But surely every company would think that, wouldn't they? I know, but no, I've worked in like, you know, I worked for one of the largest banks in the world and like they had core values. And like it, it was almost more of a like, oh, we've got core values, like follow this guidelines. But there was no what it what I found with it is different is it's easy to have it on paper and have it written down and say, yeah, we do that. But to like take that and actually bring it to the heart of every single employee, like every single day that you represent those. Most businesses go for an exercise if they're starting to explore that route, like you need a mission statement, you need to call values, you need all that sort of side to it. But then like people just use it as an exercise to be almost like, I've ticked that, I've got core values now. Mm. But like, unless- back to what we were doing before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, and it's like, yeah, great, we've done that. Like we've, we've got a mission statement, but there has to be some emotional, connecting meaning to what that actually makes the employee feel. So when you set it up, like, they've been around, they've superseded my time, Iceberg. So you've, you talk around previous in the past, going from like running these businesses where you just put it along, just make some money, and then you evolved into what Iceberg is today. So it'd be great for any listeners out there, what, what was your journey and what was your concept on like going from I think we should do values, get some mission statement and do stuff. But then like, how do you actually ever, how did it come to where I'm sat in as an employee of Iceberg, feeling actually yeah, I have those three values and I believe by them? It's an interesting one because I guess in the old version of Iceberg, where we never had core values or a mission statement or a vision or any of that stuff, if, if someone had, have, had said to me, you need to get this stuff in place, I probably would have just thought, Oh, it's all just a bit American. Mm. I, you know, there's only, I don't know, at the time there was probably 10, 12 employees, something like that. It's like, really? We need a mission statement. There's like 12 of us in a, <laughs> in a room. I just, I, I wouldn't have been able to really get my head around it until I started to actually see a purpose for it and it started to solve what was a real problem for me. Um, and the problem that, or values started to solve for me was kind of explained to me like you know you get well maybe you don't know but from an uh, from a from an employer's point of view you get to the stage whereby when you interview people for a job you don't really have much to talk to them about mm. you sort of waffle along for a bit what's, what's your hobbies yeah you know like <laughs> and, and, and they say on. what they're supposed to say yeah. and you kind of say what you're supposed to say and you come away from it either going like they seem nice yeah or they seem weird yeah like it's that's it really um and then you give them the job 
and then you start to find out the real person after maybe a few months or six months or whatever. And then you go, they're weird. And then you go, they're weird. <laughs> or you end up with somebody whereby you can't really put your finger on why, but you'd like to punch them in the back of the head. Do you know what I mean? They do every and everything right on paper, yeah. and they'd happily tell you that to your face as well, like almost like a, you end up in this situation where, like you've got a 12-year-old working for you who is doing what you said you wanted them to do, but they know what you actually want them to do, and you know what you wanted them to do, but they're sort of yeah. somehow going, well, you asked me to do this, and I've done it, and you're sort of sitting there thinking, that's not what I asked you to do, though, is it? And that was the problem that someone told me this could solve. When, and that was when I sort of stopped thinking, okay, this is just random uh, make up a vision statement stuff. Like, how does this actually work then? Yeah. And the way it was explained to me is that, like, the, the issue with most core values, the ones that you mentioned before that are just sort of people have, have made them up, they've put them on the wall, is that companies think to themselves, well, you know, what do we stand for? And they, they list out things like, trust, integrity, and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and the way it was explained to me is like, trust and integrity doesn't have to be a core value. It's a standard thing that's expected of anybody. Yeah. You know, there isn't a company out there that would say one of our core values is to be untrustworthy or yeah. to have no integrity. So they, they're meaningless in the sense that no one's ever going to get caught out for breaking those core values. And if they did, they would get fired anyway. Mm. So then how do you get real core values? Well, you take either the, the founder of the company or some of its very best employees that re you really think epitomize what you wish this company was like for everybody, and you almost cut that person in half, metaphorically, and start listing out what makes that person the way they are. Um, and you'll end up with a big, long list. And then from that big long list, you can start to discount the things that um, are just standard in anybody. If you have got things on there like, oh, they're really trustworthy, you know, they're really nice to people, like, that sort of stuff. You can kind of go, I, I, I'm expecting everyone to be like this. You can cross those ones out. Some of them you might be able to group together. Um, you might have two things that are, mean a similar kind of thing. And eventually you want to get down to somewhere between three to five. Um, definitely no more than five, and ideally no less than three. From doing that exercise, we ended up with the idea that it was, you know, it was me that we were looking at, and, and it was like, well, I really like self-development, so that should be one of our core values. Obviously, like, I'm committed to the company. I founded it, um, but I, I'm committed in the sense that I have this weird idea about co commitment that it's about um, outcomes rather than output. Mm. So I don't really care about the you've come to work at nine thirty and leave at nine at five thirty. I care more about the the outcomes of it. Mm. Uh, so I don't care if you want to come in late, but don't then tell me like it's five thirty. I have to leave if you've got shit to do. Mm. Um, and then the the third one was around the idea of. No, I like to know everything that's going on in the company and it drives me mad when other people don't. Mm. And they sort of go, oh, I don't know about I that because it that. happens in, in another department. Yeah. So they were the three things that we ended up going like, that's really what makes you so critical to this company. And then we tried to put some 
spin around it, some sort of marketing around it, like how does this make sense to anybody? What could we call these things? And we end up with uh, be an expert, be committed, be connected. So on that, when you went for that exercise, obviously it's going to be a bit difficult because you're probably talking about staff at the particular time. Yeah. As an owner, were you surrounded by the right people at a time when you did that exercise? Well, this is the thing. I thought I was. Yeah. Um, but then as we got those three core values, it, we then ended up with this, this template that we were given, which was to grade all of our staff on the, on the three core values or however many you've got. They can either have a plus, a minus, or a sort of plus, minus in between. We're not sure. Mm. For be an expert, be committed, be connected. And then three extra ones, which are uh, do they get it? whatever it is that you're doing, do they want it? Mm. And have they got the capacity to actually do the job? Mm. So capacity to actually do the job might be, I don't know, you need uh, someone to do graphic design, but it turns out this person doesn't know how to use Photoshop. Mm. So they might be, they may have everything. <laughs> they just haven't got the capacity to do that particular job. Mm. And so once we had that, it's called a people analyzer. Um, and you start to write it all down pluses, minuses, and you go through, you grade all your stuff. And then at the end of it, anybody that hasn't got all pluses in the core values, anybody that hasn't got all pluses in everything really, is kind of pretty much on the road to, well, you're going to have to get rid of this person. Mm. And it was quite difficult because, as you say, like we had never had this before. So analysing a, a, a team that didn't know the rules of the game and saying, well, I'm probably going to have to get rid of these people. Did, it was and, difficult. And at the time when you were doing this, did the team know that? Or was it like a, an exercise you went, right, I'm going to just start looking, exploring this yeah, no, differently? I, it, it was me and uh, Hayley, who's a, the co-founder of the company, and our, our most senior member of the team at the time. And the weirdest thing was that our most senior member of the team at the time didn't have all the pluses in, in all of the boxes and they were there with us doing the course <laughs> and it was it, what was eye-opening about it was for me to be able to see them go yeah I really need to sort this out yeah rather than like perhaps if if if, if that person hadn't been there perhaps I would have felt a little bit more like I can't do this this is this seems wrong and it, and it gave me an, an opening into the idea that like I don't have to fire everybody I just have to let everybody know this is where we're going and give them the opportunity to come with us. Mm. They might not want to come with. They might listen to these core values and go, "Ah, oh, this is why I don't like you, Mark. Like, <laughs> I don't like any of that yeah. stuff. And that would be fine. In I the don't sense want to be that, connected. Yeah, like, exactly. I want to and hide that, away and not talk to anyone. And in a way, that would be good because that's the, that kind of unspoken yeah. battle that I mentioned at the beginning that's going on anyway, yeah. where we keep having digs at those, each other. Those politics in the yeah, office. Yeah, the, the whole passive-aggressive yeah. thing that's going on mm. is because actually... I want you to be connected to the team and you don't care. You just want to hit your target. Yeah. So anyway, you, you, you analyse this, these people, uh, and if, if someone's got all pluses but they haven't got the capacity to do the job, that's great in the sense that, okay, well, this person would probably be brilliant in another role because mm. they've got all of our core values. They get it. They want it. They just they can't do that particular job. Mm. Um, so you don't have to fire those people. You can maybe reallocate them somewhere else. But you do ultimately end up looking at it going like the people that you already knew were an issue are now in fact an issue. And then you have to tell them the rules of the game and slowly you either end up 
getting rid of those people. So every quarter you have to sit down with them and go over these core values and, and regrade people on it and let them know that this is important now. So say on that one, like, because I talk to a lot of agents about this within the, the innovation and growth program around mm. the growth, because like you, you need to have your house in order before you even try and grow the business. It's pointless. Like you just, just never works out. It just actually creates more chaos for everyone. So say you've got your an owner in a business, like an estancy business, and you have your metrics on number of valuations, mm. number of viewings, number of things, and then you go down this exercise, like how do you feel it would be best to blend core values into that? Into targets. Because you could have someone who's really good doing their valuations, but still not a part of that core values and causing maybe disruption in the office, right? Well, that's where- How it, best, how do you manage that? Yeah, that's where it gets tricky because as an owner, you have to also be willing to make these, are these core values important or are they not important? Mm. Which is it? Because I had, a, I had a salesperson at the time that was our best salesperson by miles. Without them, we would have, you would have wondered how we would have done any sales and they didn't meet all the core values, so I had to get rid of them. Mm. And there were several people in the company that thought I was mental, but I believed in it. And it happened to work out. I mean, I don't know. No one's got a crystal ball, have they? But like, we had, we used to have conflict, um, and this person's answer was always like, "I've done, the, I've done my target." Yeah. And and to be fair, I was that employee as well when I was employed. I was that employee that the the boss really just found incredibly frustrating. <laughs> Same as you know, I'm sure a lot of the guys listening were that 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 student, that employee. I was that as well. Yeah. Um, and. You couldn't, I couldn't understand what their problem was. I hit my target. Why do you want me to do this other stuff? Mm. No, I'm not going to do it. So fire me. And I used to feel not untouchable, but that, like I was doing them a, as much of a favour as they were doing me. Mm. And I couldn't understand it. But now from an employer's point of view, I can see that that person is a terrorist. They're going to bring my entire organisation down. Mm. They're going to end up saying bad stuff about me and everybody's going to follow them. Mm. And we're all going to walk to oblivion mm. um, and if this person ever leaves I'm completely screwed so I couldn't I could see that this was no this wasn't the place to go if I wanted long-term success mm. of course it's different I don't know if you're if you're if you don't have any long-term vision or long-term plans for the company then maybe you're just too caught up on the idea that like I don't know this guy's here just to sell houses I don't really give a shit mm. and that's fine uh, maybe your core value should reflect that in some way mm. and you'll find more people like that and you'll all be happy. My core values, like I say, I, I wanted people that I'd come from a place whereby I didn't have the knowledge to really be successful in business. They don't teach it in school. I hadn't gone to university. I didn't have that knowledge. And so I always wanted to find out more how is this guy doing that? Even when I was on a stage, and how is this guy buying this house off of me and selling it for like 30 grand more or 50 grand more? I wanted to know that stuff. Yeah. And it frustrated me when someone didn't. So that's a core value for me. And if somebody else has it, it's natural that we're probably going to get along. Mm. If somebody else hasn't got it, it's, it's kind of natural that we're probably not going to get along. Mm. He's going to find me really annoying that I question everything. And I'm going to find them really annoying that they don't question everything. Especially, yeah, like... 
if you if you are an employee employee of that BNX effectively and you're in a an environment where everyone just is like you said nine to five just come in and do their job and that's if that organization runs that way it's entirely fine but you're not becoming that terrorist in that organization because you're like I want to change I want to develop look and listen to this and obviously one you get frustrated with no one can be bothered yeah and then equally at the same time people just think shut up yes yeah, I want to so just annoying. so annoying and, and like having been in those environments if if the value core values were there as in like that wasn't the core value of that business then then an employee starts to recognize hang on this isn't the right place for me Whereas I think if you if you when you do it, you can look back over all of your employees that haven't worked out, and you you'll be able to finally put your finger on why that was. Mm. You you'll be able to look at the employees that you've currently got that you know that you probably wouldn't re-employ, and know exactly why it is. Mm. And you'll also be able to experience something in the future whereby you have you end up with a team that at some point you sit back and look at working. And think this is mental. <laughs> this lot are just like machines. Mm. Whatever that means to you, you know, to me it means something different to somebody else. Mm. But whatever that means to you, you know, quite often you hear owners saying like, oh, "If I could just clone myself, that's how you do it." Yeah, that's how you clone yourself, and you have to be very strict about it. When I interview people for jobs now, not so much anymore. Where you know, do I get involved in the interviews? But if I did, and when I did, I would only talk about the core values. I know, yeah. I remember like, when I came for the interview, what, three or four years ago, it was about these are our core values and stripped by it. And I remember even even pre that, I remember, you know, we it wasn't like I was, we our relationship hadn't even started before that. We were already talking before that, being a client of icebergs. But I remember you still breathing that, the same three core values. So when I did come to interview, my expectations were not what were my past experience was because my past experience wasn't in that, but then I could relate to my past experience to them where I can probably prove that within that, with those three core values. Yeah, I mean, I, the reason I'm so passionate about it in an, in an interview is because I know that I'm going to fire you if you, don't, yeah. if you don't meet them. It's not like, Oh, yeah, whatever, you say that. But no, I know I'm going to. Mm. I, I know that that's going to happen. And so it's going to be a really weird, awkward conversation if I don't make a lot about this in the interview. And that's why it's important probably <laughs> going back to what we originally said at the beginning. Like if you've got fluffy values that you've just pulled off and gone, I think everyone else, that's what probably most people do, three to five, just pick the three or five that don't actually represent either, like you said, your core self or... In some cases, it could be what you want your business to be in the future. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that works. I mean, like, I don't know because I haven't tried that. But I do remember the person talking to me about it saying they can't be aspirational. Mm. Because you've got to be able to walk them every day with no effort. Yeah. The minute that your staff see, well, you don't do that. Yeah. Like, the whole thing falls apart. Sorry, what I meant was in, like, you could represent it. Because you haven't put it out to your team, your team, the company doesn't represent internally really what you want to achieve. So it's almost like by doing the exercise, it's like somewhere down the line, I'm going to probably have different people in those different places that, yeah, might, yeah, might, yeah, that, that mimic me to give me the ability to be, actually have the team where it is. Yeah, when we brought it in, 
none of my team really had those core values. Yeah. And they all did think it was all just a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking back, trying to remember back now to when we actually brought in and what team I had. And not only did they think it was a bit weird, they didn't really pay much attention to it. And it was just another weird thing that Mark's talking <laughs> about. Um, and so then, then I guess it's down to you as a, as a, as an owner or whoever's implementing it to actually persist with it. Yeah. Because persistence. I could have easily thought to myself, well, no one's really paying much attention to this. Like, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to get rid of everybody. Oh, this core value thing hasn't yeah. really worked. Or, or, or you know what? Maybe we should change them to be a bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> so that no one has to do anything yeah. to, in order to, for me to tick the box. Yeah. And yeah, they meet our core values. But what happens is you either end up having to fire staff, mm. or it's self-policing in the mm. sense that your staff resign and get another job. Yeah. I would say probably it was 50-50 with the team that we had at the time of people that just turned around and resigned and said, I've got another job. Mm. And we was either like, oh, blimey, that's, that's a bit of a uh, shock. Or we had to go, look, guys, I've been talking to you about this for three quarters now mm. and you're not doing anything. Last quarter, I said, if you don't change, you're going to have to go. And it, it really helped me as a boss to come away from the awkwardness of those difficult conversations whereby I've let this build up and build up and build up and build up. The other person knows it's building up. I know it's building up. No one's saying anything. And one day we're going to have a private meeting where it's all going to kick off. Yeah. It, 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 it made that all disappear because yeah. I, could, I could sit down at the quarter and go, not that I've ever had to with you, but I could have sit down with you at a quarter and gone, Rob, I, I love everything you're doing, but like, you know, when we spoke about the core values and the self-development thing, not seeing any form of self-development. So do you think you can fix that in the next quarter? Mm. And you might have gone, well, I'm a bit busy, to be honest. I mean, like, you know, I feel like I'm doing all my stuff, but, you know, if I don't do that, is it a problem? And I'd have gone, yeah, it is. Because mm. you remember at the beginning, I said, you have to do this stuff. So what do you need me to do to help you? Do you want a day off in the, every month where you can go on a course? Do you want me to buy you some books? Do you want this? Do you want that? What do you want? Because mm. if we get to the next quarter and you haven't done any, it's going to start to become a real big problem for me. And also that does help because it gives me my accountability and commitment towards, I know I know that core value because I, I um, breathe it. But if I if that wasn't in place and you'd said, and I sit, we sit all the time, I've got them that book or... I've got the, but they've got time around doing it. It's like, yeah. and it, there needs to be either ownership on the employer to go, I need to set time up, but also the accountability on the leader to go. This is the most important thing. This is the most important thing. Like you, we've got you the book. So how can we support you in making sure that we, you achieve that core value? So like, do you need two hours? Yeah, okay, I've allocated two hours. Comes next quarter. You know, two hours. Yeah, I, just, I didn't really get around to doing it. I went and did something completely random and you, yeah. it comes back to it. And I think what you're able to start seeing when someone does that, and you know this better than anybody, is like, this isn't a high enough priority for them. Yeah, yeah. It's not one of their core values. They don't give a shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're doing it because you're telling them to, but this isn't going to last forever, is it? Mm. They don't care about it. Whereas yeah. like, I like, I'd like the person to go, what, you'll give me time off to learn? Mm. Oh my God, that'd be like a dream come true. Yeah. It's like, brilliant. Well, here's the but time off then. It does give a consistent, like removing targets, removing the business growth, removing like future, what everyone would like to achieve out in you know, the next 12 months of the whole company's direction. It does give the consistency around like, 
come into work here on a day-to-day -day basis, month-to-month -month basis, year-to-year -year basis, like core values, unless you go for a new identity change, that stays consistent. And what I found from an employer's part is it's given me a common objective each time and a purpose to go to work because I know what those core values represent and what I need to hit with those. And it gives me some essence of direction. So like I know being connected is not only being connected amongst leadership and all the staff and making sure I commit to our connected newsletter, but also outside of that, connecting to different people and being actively connecting with like just people on socials, talking to people, expanding my network. Whereas if I didn't have that, then it'd be a case of like, oh, I can't bother to get on socials. Or I can't yeah, be bothered to do I've I can't be bothered to talk to that targets. person. I've just, yeah, I fit my target and be an expert. Like each day is a learning day and having that in the environment and being able to, what I enjoy the most about that is being able to take something on board. Like, like this, if you look at us this morning, me and you had that conversation on the tube coming here about what you've learned and then and then what I've learned with my side to it. We've both read an email from our CTO around something that he's found really interesting. Mm. Like, and that happens on a daily basis. And like those little micro connections with all of that, not only just expands my mindset, but some of the stuff you tell me and vice versa and everyone else does, all of a sudden it's like a common objective that I've learned something and taken my time. And I've just translated that little snippet from maybe a, I don't know, two, three hours of listening to a particular thing and think, oh, it's really interesting for the whole team. And then by doing that, it's created that little yeah. connected energy. Yeah, but, you know, self-development is a core value for us. It might not necessarily be for other people. I guess in, if you're listening to a podcast, then you, it probably strikes a chord with you, but it, does, it doesn't have to be that yeah. thing. But what I could never have imagined would happen it wasn't pretty, you know, I, I just went into this thing and thought, this sounds this sounds like it could solve a big problem for me. I'll go with it and see what happens. You know, that was, well, I don't know, what, seven, eight years ago that we did that. Um, so I can tell you now, seven, eight years down the line, the, the impact's phenomenal. Mm. Because like you've just pointed out there, actually the staff police it. Mm. They police it themselves. Like someone comes on board and doesn't do the core values. I don't even have to get involved with it. Everyone's just a bit like, this guy's weird. Yeah. Right? It just, just doesn't seem that interested. And he, that particular employee maybe thinks, you sort of weird. There's like, there's like some sort of <laughs> cult. cult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, it's, although it doesn't seem it at the time for the employee, it's, it's, not, it's beneficial for them to not work. Yeah. at that place it's not good for your mental health to work in a place that you hate yeah you know and so you you hold on to this job because i need a job mm. yeah i know but get a different one where people are like you it's like any relationship <laughs> isn't it like if you go into a relationship and the first part is based around like just attraction and then six months down the line you think yeah, psycho. I find you, find you, find you hot, but you're, you're a proper weirdo. Like, if you had the core values based on the beginning of that, then you'd probably understand. Like, we're not really. Yeah, we're not. We're not, we're not compatible. Things, yeah. And I think that does. Is it, I guess it's easy, isn't it, to look at a company and go, "What are we trying to achieve?" Well, you know, I don't know. Let's, let's take a typical estate agency. We're trying to get more landlords, and we're trying to do more sales and have a better market share. Right, can you help us do that? Well, yeah, I've been successful at these estate agencies and like, you know, I'm, I'm uh, part of the, I don't know, I've got my qualifications and I'm this and I'm that. Wow, it sounds like you can help then. 
having been through the journey that I've been through, it's like that whole conversation is pointless. Mm. It doesn't really mean anything at all, does it? Mm. Like, what are we trying to do every day? Well, you know, all right, we need to make a living, we need to make money, and, you know, that's a given, otherwise we don't have a business. However, we're also all just trying to make it through every day, aren't we? Mm. We're trying to live our lives in the best possible way that we can, and mostly I don't want to spend it with arseholes, (laughs) and I'm sure you don't either. So should we have a conversation about the type of people you find an arsehole? (laughs) (laughs) It's very true. I remember you telling me about this when I worked in the old estate agency and going down that, that route of all of it and thinking, when you told me about the the exercise of doing it and we started to go down that journey and then it actually enabled us to profile the types of people that would be suitable for positions, not based on what we worked on. It was mostly to do with our property management side. We had property managers in these positions where they hated the job they kept on mucking up, they kept on forgetting stuff, and they could have had years experience in that job role, but they could have had years experience in another company who didn't give a shit. Yeah. And then and then it just brought it through us. And what we found, what profiling the, the type of values we needed within that, we ended up standing like we needed people from um, high-end hospitality, mm. because we wanted someone who, uh, we had one of the, one of them was like being memorable, as in like a lasting, memorable experience, whether you're a landlord or a tenant or anyone walking through the door, rather than just being agency X. And that started to resonate when you started to then bring that forward and you thought some of the core values, people think, oh, be memorable. Yeah. I'm just, just going to try and do my job. Just going to try and do my job. Like, they've got a leak, done it sorted out, put a yeah. phone down. See, that's a great one because like, I sort of think to myself, in their quarterly appraisals, I'd be saying to people, what have you come up with this month where we could be a bit more memorable? Yeah. And if somebody was saying to me like, oh, I don't know, Mark, I mean, I, we're just an estate agent, aren't we? I'm just trying to do my thing. Yeah. I'd be like, oh yeah, you can't work here. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the ones was being memorable was, I tried to do it internally, which was, um, what have you learned about another member of staff? And like the conversations that have happened. So like, are you memorable enough that even if you sit down internally with your team, not you pass each other on a day-to-day basis at your desk, it's like, do you have enough of that conversation that that person remembers something interesting you've said to them and vice versa? Because then that conversation then breeds out into conversations they have on the phones. And you can see why, you know, a lot of people would just go like, what is all this? Yeah. But that's just, it's such a great effect. You've just found that secret weapon that tells you why you and a certain member of staff never really hit it off. Yeah. And and someone might go, yeah, but if they're doing their target, then why do you care? Like, okay, well then, you're, like I say, said before, well then your core values are different, aren't they? Your yeah. top core values are like, hit, hit our targets at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's something like that, isn't it? And if you employ people like that and you feel like that, you'll have a great company. You'll have a great time at work. Yeah. You'll all, you know... You'll be the Wolf of Wall Street throwing midgets at dartboards together, <laughs> having a brilliant time, right? And as much fun as that sounds, yeah. like that's not that doesn't fit with our, me and my core values. Mm. No one listening to this, I think, as a, as a sort of as a last part, I don't think anyone listening to this should be thinking, "Wow, right, okay, yeah, we should do the core values that Mark mentioned, or we should do what Rob mentioned, or we should." You have to come up with your own core values. Yeah. Of course, after listening to this, you might get a little bit influenced by some of the things that we've said. Oh, yeah, but I do like self-development. That's fine. If you really do and you think that you can walk it 
without even no effort whatsoever, then go for it. But you know, some people, some people, if you cut them in, if you cut them in half, and looked at what makes them up, like you know, they they believe in cleanliness, they believe in pride, for instance, they believe in you know, uh, timekeeping, and all mm. of these kinds of things. Like they believe in giving uh, rather than taking. They all, all of this stuff. It's no good saying it because it sounds good. Mm. It must really be what makes you as the founder or the owner or the leader of this company, who are you and what makes you up as a person? If I mean, if you're actually any good even, like you, know, you might be the founder of the company and think, I'm terrible, but like John's pretty good. Well, what makes John up then? <laughs> like, you know, and I, I promise you, like, if you are adamant about it, mm. people... You can't guarantee that they're not lying to you at an interview, but you can at least tell them the rules of the game mm. and say, this is what we're trying to achieve. And every quarter we're going to ask you how, you're, how what you've done around these core values. And there's never going to be a quarter where we forget and there's never going to be a quarter whereby like we let you off. Every quarter you're going to get bored of it. You're going to get sick to death of me asking you, what have you done around be an expert? What have you done around be connected? What have you done around, you know making sure that you're uh, committed to this to this cause. And um, also, what a better, like, if you're trying to recruit for people as well, fundamental thing since we've seen the seen the end of, coming to the end of COVID and then the great, the great resonation, they call it, like, imagine someone wanting to find a new job in a state agency and then they get an interview with the same thing and the same shitty questions come up, like, tell us, damn you yeah. listed and that crap. Yeah. And then you sit within an organisation and goes, right, this is how we operate, and this is like well, you see it, it all looks the time, like don't so it? much more of a better proposition and a lot more of an interesting scope that you feel like this company's got some form of direction. Not our direction is coming on a daily basis and just try and sell some houses. A lot of the estate agency ads that I see is like you know looking for a valuer and needs to have at least three to five years experience. Yeah. That what that says to me is like I ain't got time to be training you. Yeah? I need you to come in and hit the ground running. What I'm really hoping for is a white knight. Yeah. Who comes in and no shit I don't. Yeah. It's I'm like to pay you forty grand. It's not to do going to work. Grid. We all know it doesn't work. Yeah. We've all been down that road of employing the white knight, and we've all fired the white knight, or yeah. they've left when they feel like they're running out of life. Or they've destroyed lives. the essence of what you're trying yeah. to achieve. I I would say <laughs> I don't give a shit what you've done. Yeah. Like ten years experience in you know selling software to a station, I couldn't give a shit. Mm. Like. I want to know whether you, you know, like these core values. Are you interested in self-development? Are you interested in, you know, the commitment side of things? Are you interested in being connected to the team? Yeah, that all sounds fantastic to me. Mm. Right, okay, now we can have a conversation, a real conversation about, well, what is it that you're actually trying to achieve in life? Oh, well, you know, I wonder, I want to be sitting in your chair. It's like, forget all that bullshit. Just tell me some of the challenges you're facing in life mm. that you are hoping to overcome soon. And I'll tell you if I think I can help you overcome them. And you can tell me if you think you can help me achieve my stuff. And if we both all have the same core values, we'll have a great time. We'll work together for ages. And maybe one day you'll want to leave because you've done so much self-development that you could get a better job. That's but, all good with me. What's really interesting, <laughs> actually, when we, when we look at the twice, I've first time came to Iceberg and then came back, obviously dipped back into ascendancy, both of the processes have never, there's never been a, a role 
a set job description, set nothing like it's more based around matching the core values and then finding the slot that positions where we think that the company requires that little connectivity of that part to it. Yeah, I and think it, it's just at, at thinking outside the box, isn't yeah. it? You know, like when I, I left school with no qualifications, my mum said I wouldn't get a job. But it was easy because I just wrote down on a piece of paper that I had three A's, six <laughs> B's and a C. Yeah. And everyone went, all right then. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, it, none of it means anything. So if you were looking for a route to actually find great staff or build stuff, I love building stuff. I, I prefer that route mm. than employing the finished article and trying to move them over. I love to build stuff. And because of our core values, over time, it's become easy for me to identify who is going to be able to be. You know, someone, someone like someone like yourself. You run marathons. You run like you've done MMA. You do challenges. Like you know, it's, nothing's going to stop you running through a wall. Mm. Okay, like if you look at our successful team members, they all have that trait. Yeah. And then you put the core values next to it, and you go, Ah, oh, see yeah. how this all mixes together now. Yeah. This person. It doesn't matter what they've done in the past. They're the type of person who's like, give me a chance and I'll get this shit done. Mm. And it's like, okay, I'm, I want this person on my team. Mm. Rather than, oh, I've been, you know, I'm really good with estate agents and technology. You should maybe, you know, have you got any jobs going? Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. And actually, like, you do see it where you see certain, certain people out there who jump around between certain positions. And then when you look at the companies, None of them have got that direction. It's called more of a case of like oh, you've done software. Yeah, or you've you've been a maybe a you for teach a portal. Us. Like, and <laughs> you just come on board and just yeah. try and see whether you can do that similar here, and then and then you can see like that doesn't work out for whatever reason, and they're into another environment. Yeah. So last thing to take away from this, like, what would you say your key takeaway? If someone was listening to in this podcast and thought, if you're listening to it and you're thinking to yourself like, this is this is yeah, I should do this. There's a great book uh, called Traction by Gino Wickman. Mm. Uh, it's a, it's, it's uh, the entrepreneurial operating system. There's lots of great tips in there, lots of things that we implement in our business. Um, but this, how to come up with your core values and the people analyzer that I spoke about, and that's all in that book. Mm. I, I would say you just have to take it seriously enough because people around you will just think you're mental. Yeah. Um, it's easy if you could take your whole team on a course and someone else advised it you could all go away and go like oh you know the course man said to do this yeah. but because you're just going to come in and go right we you should do, do everyone will go oh mental marks off on Mission, another tangent take us to the moon yeah. <laughs> so you know you could get everyone to read traction I guess but you might not have an environment whereby that's possible you could get everyone to listen to this podcast and say look I really liked this guys I think you should all listen to it but for your own perspective if you're Sort of coming away from it thinking like, right, where do I start? I would say read read uh, or listen to Traction by Gino Whitman. I don't th- I've quite a few times where you've mentioned that to people and they've gone off and read that, it has been transformational. There's, got- a, there's also a, the Estate Agency X7 or 6, a lady called Julia spoke at our mm, events. In the, in the Estate Agency X platform, there's the actual video of her talking and she is a qualified EOS practitioner and she she does a great presentation around it so I'd highly recommend people finding that in the Estate Agency X platform and, and having a watch of that first before they 
maybe try and dig into that book because it will make a lot more sense if you if you watch her presentation. Yeah. And then if you're still into it after that, maybe listen to the book. Thanks for listening to this Estate Agency X podcast. Can you make sure that you're actually subscribed to this podcast channel if you liked the content? Uh, it helps us massively to get better guests and it just helps us generally. So you might think you're subscribed, but just have a double check whatever your um, podcast platform of preference is that you're actually subscribed. And then that way we can continue to grow the channel and get better and better guests for you.